Hi, and welcome to Carbon Podcast, episode 429. I am your host, Chris Truscott-Brown. Uh, Kieran Stevens, are you using a phony name again today? I mean, it doesn't... It defeats the point if you just say my name. Oh, you know? sorry, it's I like, forgot. You're I like, forgot. you're basically doxing me. It's bullshit. I hate you. Yeah, fair enough. I'm, I'm gonna kill you. Get in line. <laughs> Also, uh, <laughs> Peter is here. Yeah, welcome to the Carbomb Beard Cast. Yeah, what, well, I have I'm, a beard. Well, I'm pretty scruffy and myself. Chris has got one going. Yeah, yeah. That's because I don't I'm know if you can see here. I have a cold sore that I'm trying to hide, but that's right nice. where my mustache doesn't actually grow. Yeah, it's so, a failure. Yeah, failure. Cool. Well. Speaking yeah. of failures, this podcast. It's true. It's true. We're failing to do something else right now. And what is that? During Karen? our cold open. What I is don't that, know. Karen? I don't. Why are we deciding that I'm the one? Because you're the one that started it. Well, but I was hoping to set someone else up for theme song. Well done, Kieran. Expertly. You know, teamwork <laughs> makes the dream work. Yep. <sighs> Just off here casting some pod. Yep. Uh, Kieran, yep. did you uh, hear about the truck that uh, in Oklahoma that crashed while carrying a whole bunch of dildos and lube? So there were I, I did. hundreds of dildos like strewn across is, the highway. Is this a setup for a joke? No, this actually oh, okay. happened. <laughs> this, this is a real thing tell. that happened today. I couldn't tell if you were doing like, here, did you hear the one about the truck <laughs> full of dildos and lube that crashed? <laughs> okay, now give me a punchline um, then. Ah, uh, uh, um, I, don't, I got nothing. I'm, I'm well, slow at least today. If there was also lube, it means they're all ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna. Um, yeah. We'll, hold on. Uh... I'll I'll think of one by the end of the episode. Okay. It'll come out. I'll 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 say my punchline out of nowhere. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. While we move on to other things, do we have topics? I do. I have a few. There's a bunch of mm. gaming news this week, both video and tabletop. I've, I've played video let, games. I'm gonna let uh, Peter basically run this, and I'll just offer colorful commentary. All right, Kieran, what do you want me to start with? Do you want me to start with Nintendo? Do we want me to start with Sony? Do you want me to start with RGG? Do you want me to start What's with RGG? Konami? It's a very specific game studio. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I've got one more that might intrigue you that I may have to start with. Uh, do you want me to start with tabletop racism? Yeah. Oh, the yeah. TSR thing. Yeah. Yeah, the that, TSR yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah, is. That's that's nuts. what I'm. I'm uh, always. Yeah, let's, I'm always into. Let's start tabletop racists. Okay, so to quickly give some backstory on this, uh, the company that published Dungeons and Dragons originally was called TSR. I forget exactly what it stands for, but that was that was the company that made it. They were the ones who uh, were the founders of Gen Con. Um, which uh, tabletop super racists? Well, essentially, that's where we're going with this. Yes, <laughs> and uh, eventually, yeah. Wizards of the Coast acquired Dungeons and Dragons as well as Gen Con. I think I don't think they own it anymore, but I think the founder of Wizards still owns Gen Con. It's a whole thing. <laughs> My point is, Wizards of the Coast owns pretty much all of TSR's trademarks. That didn't stop these douchebags from deciding to try to play with fire. Uh, it's tactical studies rules. Thank you. Yeah, that makes sense because, I mean, they started as a wargaming club. Like, Gen Con, I forget exactly what it's what the what it's a short for, but it's like something to do with wargaming. Yeah. Because, like, the first game they made was Chainmail, which was supposed to be, like, a real tabletop tactical medieval RPG. But mm -hmm. then for some reason, Gary Gygax was just like, 
Let's dragons. also add wizards. <laughs> yeah. Well, like it was, it was optional rule sets that he tried to account for, and it yeah was basically him going insane. It was him trying mm. to uh, basically to begin with. It added a bunch of other stuff, but to begin with, it was him trying to incorporate uh, Tolkien into chainmail. He yeah. he wanted to mm. combine two things that he loved. Yeah, which is hilarious because like if you if you know the history of Wargaming, it goes back to like. The freaking um, uh, what's that war where Napoleon the Third got his ass kicked by the not quite Germans? Oh, the Franco-Prussian War of that one, yeah, eighteen seventy-one. Yeah, because Moltke was a uh, basically an early tabletop gamer. I'm sure people have been doing versions of that going way back. Oh yeah, you know, they, like like in uh, this is this is not actual history, but they portray the. In House of Dragons from Game of Thrones, they portray the king as having basically like a tabletop obsession. Like he just has tabletop models of old Valyria that he puts little dragons and soldiers all around. That's and it's weird. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there were kings like that, though. Oh, well, yeah. I think it was H.G. Wells who did standard tabletop rules for toy soldiers with cannons because, like, in the day, back in the day of H.G. Wells' time, it was perfectly normal for people to have just, like, you know, little toy soldiers with little prop cannons. Yeah. Cool. So he was like, let's make rules for this. Anyway, we're getting a little off track. I'm just talking about mm. the, fasc- the fascinating history of TSR and everything. But my point is, one of the things they had was a game called Star Frontiers. Okay. So some racist fuck nuggets uh, decided to, cr- to create Star Frontiers New Genesis. And, um, yeah, they don't own the rights to any of this, but that didn't stop them from creating a lot of racial bullshit. They tried to take the name TSR because they figured they could just take that because TSR is no more. They got bought by Wizards. Uh, But that that doesn't mean you just can do that. (laughs) That's not how it works. Yeah, um... So we're going to have to be very careful here. So I'm going to open this by saying, this is stuff from their book. Yes. I am not endorsing this anyway. So. These are quotes verbatim, not opinions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there is. Other than the, uh, they're, they are Jesse Nelson's opinion. Well, well this, yeah. this next sentence is going to be very unfortunate. So there is the Negro, which is a sub race. Yeah. Oh, I mean, boy. right. That's that sentence alone. Right. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Fun. Uh, it's, they're a race with large strength and average intelligence. Cool. Meanwhile, cool. meanwhile, the Nordics are tall, blonde, blue-eyed, with exceptional attributes and powers. And their minimum stat in anything is 13. Just better in every way. Yeah, and yeah, even yeah. it comes down to in a role playing game, it comes down to the numbers. Like you, you basically take your physical and mental traits and assign a score and a value to them. Uh, the the sub races, which again they are straight up just calling the Negro race. Uh, yep. Those have a maximum number. Your statistics cannot get higher than that. <laughs> yeah. And well. the actual numbers of your stats are better for the Nordics. Yeah, like, better. right down into the math. They, they're they even making racist math. <laughs> it gets better. And by better, I mean more horrifying. Uh, they also explicitly call Mexicans and Asians inferior forms of humanity. Mm-hmm. Okay. How so? so? Uh, just that. flat out, flat just out, say they're they have by saying stats. that they're not. Oh, okay. They're not <laughs> implying. No, they're here, saying. Here, here's the best part. But the first oh, thing boy. I told you was the most subtle part of this. Yeah. Hey, guess what else they bring up in this? They flat out use SJW in here. Okay, well that's that's not as bad as saying you know Mexicans are inferior. Yeah. It's no, but good. it's like what? But they ask about role playing. Are you playing as an SJW who's trying to push your values on others? Uh, yeah. I mean, that's what, like, like so many people, like, 42 years ago now did the SJW joke where they're like, actually, I'm a social justice mage. It's like, I thought we'd moved on from that, you know? <laughs> oh, and it also could, contains a lot of uh, far-right conspiracy theories. What? Uh, including, no it might, 
my personal favorite is that they call uh, the Masons a secret cult. Yeah. There's nothing Masons. secret about them. They're in the open. Mm-hmm. Um... Whether or not they're a cult is a longer discussion, but I mean... And then, of course, they also call uh, BLM and Antifa radical things. So, wait, so, like, what is the setting for this? Is it space. just the regular a regular space? No, it's space. So it's space, there's, like, space BLM and space Antifa? Yep. That's pretty cool. I want to be in space Antifa, you know? Oh, and by the way, there's only there's only male or female. There's no trans. They explicitly say yeah. no trans. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, that that yeah. just doesn't exist in this world. Uh, yeah, and there's a lot of otherism. Um, what else was there? Uh, oh, there yeah. If, if, if your character's uh, charisma is zero, you would have a very you would you would have an unbearably hideous uh, appearance, like having an extra long nose. You know, like oh. a Jewish person. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, it's I, like it's like they I say the nose thing, and they're like. Are they about to? And then yeah, the next sentence is... They yeah. say, oh, they actually say like a Jewish person. Yeah. Wow. Because wow. normally when people design fantasy worlds, there's a lot of this stuff in a lot of fantasy worlds, but they're like, um, actually, the, uh, the they don't do like regular like races that we have. They're like, um, the, the Glimbodops are black-skinned and not very intelligent and uh, yeah, super strong. Yeah, they try to be subtle. Yeah, they, but... And they, but they have they have horns, so it's not black people. Yeah. Uh, that's like what most fantasy writers and do when they're, they want to be racist. D&D they itself like try... already is somewhat problematic in, yeah. in that sense. And for what it's worth, I do think they are trying to improve, and I think it's the tropes of the of the medium that are kind of more of the problem than any intentional thing they're yeah. doing but all the same well, I mean this is this goes back to Tolkien Tolkien well yeah you know, exactly. intentionally or not had some stereotypes in his own stuff <laughs> yep I mean he compared the orcs explicitly to mongolians yeah yeah <laughs> the uh by the way super bad evil orcs that are always horrible with no nuance or yeah and like he was he was trying to specifically compare it to you know like the Genghis Khan Mongolian hordes yes which isn't as bad but like it's he, he like there was no nuance there yeah is the problem right and it's still like hmm you're appropriating Asian stereotypes specifically for the bad guys is still already unfortunate but at least there's some historical parallel but then there's less nuance than there should be there it's the yeah. whole thing but anyway I... um so the original TSR got bought by Wizards of the Coast, which in turn is owned by Hasbro. But it they stopped publishing under TSR and started publishing under Wizards of the Coast. But technically, Wizards of the Coast still owns TSR to this day. So, boy. Like they let have... the, co- the copyright on the name TSR expire, but... Anything that TSR put out, they still own. Other companies can call themselves TSR. So, like, that was not inherently the problem, but now that they're trying to put out Star Frontiers and, you know, under what is essentially a Wizards of the Coast trademark, you know, that's not... Uh... Yeah, they definitely have filed several lawsuits over... Uh... Mm-hmm. Damage, like the original... damaging their company's image and name because they don't even want to have a single person think that they have anything to do with that product. Because, <laughs> like, the original Star Frontiers came out in 1982. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's just hard. It's like you are saying, it's hard in general to make fantasy races and not come across as racist. Yeah. Especially when you're just like, Try even if you're like only drawing loosely from real life, right? Like, like the famous another famous example is J.K. Rowling's Goblins, where they're like hooked nosed bankers who <laughs> are the Illuminati and yeah, <laughs> tried to dominate the world. 
let's uh, not even start to get into um, offensive things she has said and done. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, a, yeah, that's gonna be a a whole thing. <laughs> you know, but I, I mean, there's there's just no way getting around it if you're making like races that aren't just like he's a, a shade of blue from a different plane who has antlers uh, and they are magic. You got you got to go really out there. Because, like, when you just do, like, orcs and shit, it's, like, obvious generally yeah. what you're commenting on. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, there's there's a lot of As... stereotypes in there. Speaking of racists, did you realize that uh, when a certain subset of the internet lost their mind because they dared to cast uh, Ariel as a black girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, again, a further smaller subset of people started to lose their minds because they confused Halle Bailey with Halle Berry and thought Halle <laughs> Berry was going to be cast as Ariel. And they just so cast confused. like a 50-year-old woman. Yeah, they were just like... Halle Berry's a good actress, but I think she's too old to play that role. And and she even had to uh, make a statement of, like, uh, guys, you have the wrong Halle. Sorry. See, I got kind of swept up in that. I knew that the Ariel wasn't Halle Berry, but I was under the impression Halle Berry was playing this character that's played by someone completely different. But bear in mind, I didn't really pay attention, but I'm still like, man, I confused two actresses who don't even look remotely alike. No. Because <laughs> I confused her with um, the character being played by Noma Dumezweni. I'm probably getting the last name wrong, and I apologize. Uh, but she's playing a character, uh, Queen Selena, probably Eric's mom. Oh, okay. That's probably who... It's a new character. Yeah. But... Um, for some reason, I thought she was in the movie too, but she was playing like the queen or something. I knew she wasn't playing Ursula because that's Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, which well, sure. <laughs> yeah, that's Melissa McCarthy can actually sing at least. I see. I don't care what race any of the characters are. I'm not going to watch it anyway. I do not like those live action remakes. I have been avoiding yeah. all of them. You know I don't what? think any I... of them have been worth it for me. No, they all suck. I'll, I'll offer them a deal. Uh, Ariel is black now, but we will make Sebastian the Crab, who before was Jamaican, we'll turn him into whatever the opposite of Jamaican is. Uh, if I'm going uh, like, by any of the memes I've seen, like uh, it'll be Mel- Ed Sheeran. No, it'd just be Mel Gibson. Ed Sheeran. Oh, yeah. Ed Sheeran Crab. Yeah. 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 She just, like, finds him and he's, like, ranting about the Jews in the corner. <laughs> well, well, this is the thing. People responding to Ariel being played by a black Calling woman has Ariel been, sugar all right, let's have MLK be played by Mel Gibson. I'm like, there's yeah. so much wrong with that counterpoint. I've always said Ariel is basically the MLK of white mermaids, so... Like this well, one, some, Chris, right? you know I've said that. Some, right? Somebody uh, took the trailer for Little Mermaid and awkwardly CG'd in a uh, red-headed white girl, and it's like, yeah. for all of you that wanted to see a proper version of Ariel, it's like, fuck off. You put in that <laughs> much time and effort for your bullshit? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she, she's a civil rights leader. Um, and it and it hurts to see her uh, just recast, uh, you know, because it doesn't. Everyone knows mermaids are naturally white. Of course. Um, well, that there's some idiot. I don't want to say their name because I don't want to give them the publicity they're probably seeking for this. Who tried to argue it was genetically impossible for a mermaid to be black? Because they'd um, be under the water and they wouldn't get. Well, my like, favorite part in. is people then use the same stupid logic to point out one only is that not only is that not true, but also they'd all probably be super fat. Oh, because high blubber. body fat. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like manatees. Oh man, or whales. How much would that upset people? Oh, uh, oh. Sebastian is <laughs> David Diggs. That's interesting. Uh, nice, can, I love that guy. He, he can sing. Yeah, oh, um, I love that dude. That for those who don't know, he was. Um, I think he was the original Thomas Jefferson and um, Lafayette from uh, Hamilton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, he was wonder... great in Snowpiercer, but. 
much less musical overall. <laughs> yeah. Where 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 do mermaids come from, like mythologically? Like I, I'm sure there's like an ancient Greece connection, but I don't know if they're anywhere else. I can look that um, up real quick. Yeah. History of mermaids. Let's, let's I'm go just, on this journey I'm, together. I mean, you know, I'm sure someone's been like, um, oh. the ancient Greeks. What? Okay, so uh, 1000 BC, guess the area of the world. I'm going to 1000 BC. Uh, I'm going to go like Middle East. Okay, yeah. um, this is, I'm pretty sure this place counts as Middle East. Hang on. Right. I'm just going to double right. check because <laughs> my geography knowledge is not the best. Um. Yes, I would say that counts as the Middle East. Where, where, where? Just say, and I can tell you. Syria. Oh yeah, yeah, the yeah. Levant, Middle East. Okay. I, yeah. I, for for a moment, I was worried. I'm like, is that because you know I think I know where it is, but then like, oh, am I like way off base? Yeah, right below Turkey, above Lebanon. Yeah, yeah, that's Middle Israel. East. Because once you hit Turkey, like Turkey itself, I don't necessarily consider Middle East, but it's like the start mm-hmm. of where it is. Yeah. And I thought it was going to be kind of... I couldn't remember if Syria was down there or up closer wow. to Georgia. Yeah, no. Uh, Syrian mermaids, though, that's... Well, Assyria is closer to, like, Georgia and stuff like that. But Yeah. Like, By the Syria way, regular. I, I saw recently um, somebody made a post on Twitter about how a human, or at least human-adjacent tooth was found in Georgia, the country, not the state, uh, mm-hmm. that they feel is, like, thousands of years old, so that's interesting. Or, sorry, millions of you... years old. Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, thousands like, of years old. Wouldn't... A thousand-year-old tooth? <laughs> oh, my goodness. What a, what a weird thing. <laughs> and then someone commented, um, Georgia's a state. USA is the country. And it's just like... <laughs> that's good. That's good. I love Americans. <laughs> yep. So cool. Um... Huh. Uh, yeah. yeah, people mad. It's just like anything that comes out now. Yeah. Uh, I, just for people... one, am outraged. You just get angry. Not over any specific thing, just in general. I'm just That's outraged fair. as a default state of being. Yeah. Can, mm. I, can I share something? I'm, can I share some pure joy? Okay. Mm. So we're going back to the game announcements. We're gonna, there's a bunch to go over. So, RGG Studio... Okay, I want to preface this. Never get too attached to a studio or a company, right? Like, never be like, Nintendo is my real daddy or some bullshit. Because, at the end of the day, you can like the products they put out. But they are not your friends. No. Never make that mistake. That said, I am a big fan of the products that RGG Studios puts out. <clears throat> the reason I'm saying RGG is because the every word they that the, the letters stand for is uh, in Japanese, and I'm not confident enough in my Japanese to pronounce any of those correctly. <laughs> okay, but you should try for entertainment. Oh God. <laughs> okay, so you gave in really easily. You wanted yeah, to. Yeah, I didn't expect that to work. <laughs> well, here's the thing. This um. This episode, I'm quickly realizing, is me displaying my ignorance and foibles, because I already admitted to confusing Halle Berry with someone else completely different. I've already admitted I don't entirely know where Syria was. Like, I was, I was like 90% yeah, it sure it was Middle East. It still exists. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm... See, I also didn't know it still existed, apparently. Uh, and of course, I love this. The article I went to to help get me some answers is actually not saying how to pronounce it. Okay, here we go. Okay, I got it. Okay, so RGG stands for Ryuga Kotoku. Nice. Okay. And, which means roughly like a dragon, which is significant. So, for those who watched the Christmas stream we did last year, I finally introduced Jesse and Chris to Lost Judgment. Uh, Jamie was there too, sorry. Yes. Didn't mean to not include Jamie. Uh, which we played you for like three hours. Well, yeah. No, it's... yeah, and Jesse just kept speed punching people's faces over and over and over, and it never was not funny. <laughs> Yeah. Well, we kept, I kept telling him, I was like, hey, Jesse, you want to heal? No. <laughs> can't, can't stop. 
Anyway, yeah, my favorite part was like, I think at one point it's like, hey, do you guys want to just go play Virtual Fighter Five? And we played Virtual Fighter Five in the game. Yeah, that's nuts. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was good times. So they make those games. Mm-hmm. They make the Yakuza series slash the Judgment series, all those stuff. Very significantly in Japan, it's always been um, the RGG, like a like a dragon, and so their studio was also like a dragon studio. Cool. They finally decided, hey, let's ditch the Yakuza name in the in the in the West. So now globally, it's going to be like a dragon. Hmm. Like it's like if it's like if they finally decide to stop calling Resident Evil uh, Resident Evil and finally started calling it Biohazard. Yeah. Right, but the that still hasn't happened. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so they announced um, a bunch of shit. First of all, Judgment and Lost Judgment are on Steam now, which was a whole controversy because apparently the guy who played who is the physical uh, motion model capture for the actor mm-hmm. didn't want to be on PC because they were worried they were going to mod him to make him look bald. <laughs> What a weird, specific uh, concern. I don't even think it was his concern so much as his, like, agent's concern, because this guy is, like, super popular with the ladies. So, because he's, like, a handsome dude, even though he's, like, almost 50 at this point. Yeah, but... Uh, Look up Takuya Kimura. You can still Photoshop pictures of him that are out there. Oh, I know, I know. The whole thing was dumb. The whole thing was dumb. But whatever it was, it's good. We've got both of them on Steam now, including the DLC, which is great. Super happy about that. But they announced they're doing a remake of a Japan-only samurai game. So imagine the Yakuza games, but in samurai times with swords and guns. Nice. That would be fun. Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, They've announced a sort of shorter game and by shorter i mean only takes 40 hours to beat instead of 80 plus oh my! these are long games uh which is coming out in 2023 as well and then there's gonna be an actual formal formal yakuza 8 in 2024 Hmm. so i'm eating good for the next couple years (laughs) because that is one of my favorite franchises right now but also hilariously uh, I've mentioned, you know, of course, I'm a fan of pro wrestling. Somebody who recently visited RGG Studios is a guy by the name of Kenny Omega, one of AEW's top wrestlers. And he did performance capture for one of their games. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, checkmarking all your boxes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, because like they did that with um, Yakuza 6. There's a bunch of wrestlers from New Japan in that game. Hmm. Yeah. And so apparently they're doing more of that. So I'm down for that. But that was one of the biggest things that got me excited this week. But there was also a shitload of other stuff. Do yeah. we want to talk about something else and then come back to gaming? Or do we want to just keep going with oh, gaming? We can continue for a little. I, I got something. But Yeah. Go ahead. Well, I'm going to talk about the Nintendo Direct because, well, I said don't you know worship creators. I do object to this being called mid because I thought it was a pretty good Nintendo Direct. Uh, we got Pikmin 4. We got GoldenEye 007 finally coming to the Switch, as well as getting, um, I think it's also coming to Xbox One yes. X or whatever the hell this is. It's going to Game Pass. Yeah. So that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, we finally got the name for the sequel to Breath of the Wild. It's The Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, which is going to be interesting because it's like also going to have like Sky Islands again, like Skyward Sword did. So it'll be interesting to see how that all blends together. Hmm. Uh, we've we've got a new Fire Emblem coming out soon, so I'm all all for that. Um, a few games are coming there. Oh yeah, the remake of Front Mission, which I'm a big fan of, that's coming as well. Square Enix made a tactical mech game and decided people shouldn't get to play it. But still, They're no. Finally, fixing that mistake. Still no hybrid what? heaven. That no, no, still haven't remade hybrid heaven. Tactical mech game. Yeah. Now, now you're now you got me interested. I, I like my tactics games. Okay, the, so Kieran, I'm a, I'm a tactics on the on the boy. original Super Nintendo, there was a prototype mm. tactics game made by Square Enix called Front Mission. These were these were made mostly Japan exclusive. <sighs> They're finally releasing. 
uh, the original game remade, or I think remastered at least, uh, on the Switch in November. That's and it's got like cool. the classic grid tactic system. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm well, excited. I'm excited. They're they're remaking uh, Square Enix is redoing the uh, Final Fantasy ta- or Tactics Ogre or whatever. Yeah, yeah, Tactics Ogre yeah. remakes coming mm-hmm. soon. Yeah, um, I'm stoked because they yeah. did I'm Final Fantasy Tactics years and years ago. Uh, a newer yeah. version called War of the Lions Sorry, with cutscenes and stuff. Uh, I love that game, and then I—it's only my opinion, but I think the other games in the tactic series are just embarrassing and nowhere mm. near as good as that original final fantasy tactics which is so good that's mm. fair um yeah and then i was gonna mention bayonetta 3 is also coming to the switch hmm. I didn't, like, so they get a few I didn't flagship titles coming that. in the next few months <laughs> oh yeah it's it's out in next month chris oh wow <laughs> Yeah, you really haven't been keeping up. <laughs> oh no, I I am yeah, so sure. out of touch with the uh, the video gaming world. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then so that was that one. Uh, Konami decided to actually announce a game for once, <laughs> and not a pachinko game because I mean, for those who aren't unaware, Konami has basically not been making games since 2015, more or less. Really, what was their last one. Uh, Metal Gear Survive, mm. which was not good. <laughs> mm. Was it? Because they canceled no. Silent Hills, they canceled all this shit, and now, so, um, yeah, they're, fu- they, so of all the franchises they own, remember, they own Castlevania, they own Metal Gear, they own Silent Hill, uh... those are, those are, those are probably the big three, yeah. I'm sure there's other ones people will object to me not mentioning, but there's another one, so if anything they could have revived, they're bringing back Suikoden, hmm. which is uh, hmm. also kind of a tactical RPG. It's not quite full-on tactics. It's like mass party, because like your parties are like five people. <laughs> and then you can, there's like 108 characters you can recruit, not all of them party members. And then you can do big tactical battles in parts of the game as well, because to take advantage of the fact you have all those people. It's like they're big sprawling base-building RPGs. They're pretty fun. They're from the mm. PS1 era, mostly PS2 as well. Yeah. And uh, they they announced an HD remaster of the original two games. Hmm. Yeah, what, I know. It's what like are the games called Suikoden. S U I K O D E N. Yeah. Interesting. Apparently, they pivoted to mostly doing mobile stuff. And pachinko. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. is just the saddest thing. Oh. Yeah. Um, and I think the other one the other major one I can comment on real quick is State of Play which was um, PlayStation I think there was an Xbox thing too but I don't remember much about it Um, sounds memorable uh, (laughs) yeah well uh, State of Play included Tekken 8 (laughs) which Hmm. was never confirmed until now so that was kind of the first announcement for that Uh, they talked about a bunch of VR stuff cool like, that's also where they first announced uh, Like a Dragon Ishin, which is the samurai one. And that drops in February, so I'm really excited for that. that February, really I'm going to be cool. eating good. Because there's that in Octopath Traveler 2. Hmm. So. Was the first one good? It was always like $90 I... on Steam, so I ignored it. It's well, on it's Game Pass. It's got that Nintendo problem. It's on Game Pass. What do you mean? That... Well, because like, Nintendo never puts discounts on their games until they do. Oh, so, like, yeah. yeah, it took forever. Like, I got it at the start of the pandemic on sale for $40. And I ate pretty well on that. It's it's a solid enough game. It's You can tell it's the first in a series because they're still trying to figure out what they have. Mm-hmm. But what they have is still solid. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, you have Xbox, right? Kieran? Who? No, I don't. I don't have any console. I only have computer. Oh, okay. It's on Steam. Yeah, it's I, on Steam. I started playing it on Game Pass, and I really liked it, but... I gotta get back to it. I, I never really finished it. Mm-hmm. It's it's a hard it's it's a it can get a bit tedious because you have to continue it, every person's story and everyone has a different dungeon. Yeah, it can get tedious. Start to get a bit tedious because I started to binge it a bit, so I took a bit of a break, and that break yeah. turned into it like is it's fifty percent off. It's fifty percent off on Steam right now. 
Neat. Yeah, I consider it worth it because it's, it's easily. Normally, it's normally eighty three ninety nine. That's yeah. not like, yeah. without tax. Like, it's dang. That is too much. Like it's a fun yeah. game, yeah. but that is too much for what that game is. I'd say yeah. it's worth it at forty full price. Uh, you'd have to really like it. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Which, I mean, is probably true of most games, but... I've um, looked at it a few times, but yeah, it's always, you know, it's never been on sale when I've looked at it before, so I was like, nope. Yeah, but it looks nice. I, I like my... It's it looks like just like a basic turn-based... Yeah, it's fun yep. uh, retro style. Yeah. Hmm. Um. So we also had... Some of these I'm going to kind of dunk on, just a heads up. So we got Sin Duality... <gasps> which looks like somebody really liked the Lost Planet games and tried to do some version of it. <laughs> but it's like not it's definitely not the same because it's like you're on a dystopian planet, you're in a mech and it's controlled by your AI and you're just kind of trying to, you know, save humanity. But it's like a JRPG style but also like action mech shooter, so <laughs> down for that potentially. Uh Stellar Blade, which is a was originally called Project Eve. And yes, it is just awkward fan fiction about Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden and Wait, Angels why did they Shed. rename it to Stellar Blade? Stellar is a word to me that always sounds sarcastic. Like, you feel like that's Stellar. You're like, <laughs> whoa, Stellar Blade, man. That's not even my favorite part of this, or the, the weird Christian fan Because, like, the actual gameplay it looks pretty solid, but, man... Game's not set to come out until 2023. They've already fixed the boob physics. <laughs> I'm looking. Were they up. too bouncy or not bouncy enough? Oh, and they Eve... were incredibly bouncy. Ah. Is Eve hot? She bangable. Uh, honestly, <laughs> she bangable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, she, it'd be funny if she was a child and now I'm a pedophile. Uh, obviously, uh. she's bangable because otherwise, how else would we all be here? Huh? Dang, uh? so true. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow, she's she looks like an anime waifu. For sure. <laughs> um, uh, one of the more interesting ones I was going to get to, though, is Team Ninja uh, with Koei Tecmo. You know, the guys who make Ninja Gaiden. Mm-hmm. They made totally not a Ninja Gaiden game with Rise of the Ronin, hmm. which is a, another samurai game set in like, the 19th century, uh, where you basically are playing a Ninja Gaiden game if it was set in the 19th century with guns. Hmm. Yeah, I, I like nineteenth century. Nineteenth century, not a very common video game setting. No, uh, you know. But there's been a lot of samurai and gun because, like, this is the second one because, uh, like, a Dragon Ishin had the same thing where it's like samurai with guns, and then it's like, but this one, like, uh, Rise of the Ronin, looks like it has Ninja Gaiden stuff with like you know hanging out on rooftops and then grabbing people with uh, the kunai with chain to like snap their neck and stuff. Kunai with chains. Exactly. I'm gonna ask you. Uh, there's more shit about God of War Ragnarok, which I think is coming out November. Yeah, so that's soon. And there was a bunch of other stuff that yeah, there's like stuff for Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, something what called is Pacific Hogwarts Drive. Legacy? It's, it's a, the giant Harry Potter game. Like an MMO the, or like speaking of world or... speaking of racist yeah. stuff, it's literally about how. The goblins are trying to rise up and conquer the world. Is that legitimately what Hogwarts Legacy is about? Yeah, it's like evil goblins are because (laughs) literally in the lore, the wizards took the ability for goblins to have wands away and made them all their servants and work in banks. Yes, yeah, it's a single player game where you play where you play a custom character. Uh, And in this, the goblins are rising up, and they're the bad guys because they're like, we want to have wands. No. Oh yeah, it's the Goblin Rebellion. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, that's gonna be uh No. <laughs> wow. The villain's name kinda sucks. What is it? Victor Rookwood. Uh <laughs> oh no. At least they didn't, you know. <laughs> like, I don't mind the name of the professor, Professor Elizier Fig. That that mm. that's decent. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, the leader of the Goblin Rebellion is Rangrock? <laughs> Fuck. Well, I'm not playing this game in February. Nope. Yeah. It, it's interesting. They, I don't know. Could have thought that one through. Maybe. <laughs> or maybe they like it. Maybe they're like, 
you know, watch out for those goblins. As long as there are no uh, trans oh, boy. characters. Oh my god, it. Kieran. Yeah? Did you know about the, the lead designer's history? No. Uh, he had a, he has a YouTube video, or I don't know if it's still active, that's uh, in praise of cultural appropriation. Uh, mm, troubling. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, of course, the, when the trailer revealed it was about yeah the anti-Semitism and the general shit about the goblins, yeah, yeah, interesting, interesting, interesting. Man, there's um, a lot of. Uh, I want to see his. I want to see his in praise of cultural appropriation video. Uh, I kind of want to watch it. That sounds like it could be a, a that fun. That sounds ride. like exactly up your alley. Yeah. Because like you can get like sort of like minor like sort of harmless versions where people are like we should share food or whatever like when they talk about it in that sense like cultures should share food and stuff like that where it's like yeah whatever I don't care but I I hope he's like actually rap should be a white thing white people should be the only rapper I hope that's I hope he's that kind of guy yeah yeah I love a good white rapper. A lot of shit is cultural appropriation that we don't even, you know, necessarily realize. I'm not yeah. blind to that. But at the same time, it's like, you know, there's a difference. Yeah, uh, you know what else is cultural be... You know what else is cultural appropriation? When they turn my Danish fairy tale uh, mermaid into a black lady. That's how dare they're they? appropriating my Danish culture. Erin, you Jamaican me crazy. <laughs> no, Peter. Is it? Are they gonna like strip out the songs from this one, like they did with Mulan? Well, they did that for Mulan to try to appease the Chinese audience. Apparently, not realizing that the weird chi bullshit was gonna piss them off, regardless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. As which is a shame because as I long love... as there is no scene in which a character has two moms, that just won't yeah. fly in China. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm just, I'm just thinking back now. I love the witch in the uh, live action Mulan. I still didn't like that movie, but I love that character. I I think well, I mean I think she sort of like I said, defeated I the whole avoided. point of like the the original story. Yeah, making like the main villain a woman too, who's also really strong. Well, though this is the thing because they made it so like because she's a woman and she has chi, she's a freak. Yeah. Which already kind of under because the whole point is like only men have chi, but then like Mulan has chi and this witch has chi. So they're freaks, and I'm just like, but oh boy. The, the woman has the most chi of anyone. She's yeah, the strongest like, character, and so is Mulan. Immediately, it, like they, they don't understand their own source material, no, which is like, overcoming this, this a sexist is a mess. society. I don't. And they didn't like, need this. They're like, well, overcoming sexism is nice, but what if you were just so strong, people were like upset with you? Because well, I would have. It might have still worked if they did the thing. Because like the whole point is the witch is being exploited. But because they had her be a witch and had it be a major thing that all men also have chi, it kind of complicated the potential, you know, exploitation versus Mulan standing yeah, on her they, own type thing. They didn't know what they were doing. You That's don't say. Bullshit. I started watching it on a plane. It's like one of the few plane movies I've like turned off. Because normally <laughs> I put a plane movie on and sometimes you're I fall trapped. asleep during it. You're going to watch. But this one I was just like, no, this sucks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm more likely to fall asleep to a movie than I am to turn it off on a plane unless I really yeah. hit it. I mean, I've watched um <sighs> I watched Storks entirely on the plane and I hated that movie. I don't know. You poor thing. It's not a good movie. Mm-hmm. Although I did Anyways. there was a couple of good jokes in there, but then there was like that really awkward how you like me now bit. Ugh. Any other video game news? I think that's most of it. Hmm. Oh, actually, I might as well mention, I played two demos recently. One I don't recommend at all, the other one I do recommend. And actually, Kieran, one of them might interest you as well, because it's also a tactical game. So, um, one of the games Square Enix announced was Harvestella, which is supposed to be like a weird hybrid uh, Square Enix action RPG and Harvest game, like a farming game. Yeah. And it's terrible at both, so I didn't really like it. (laughs) (laughs) And man, it feels like the hey, here's $5, go get high and write a Square Enix plot. Like, 
holy shit, is it, it it's some of their most derivative work, which is saying something. Because so they hired uh, they hired a writer off Fiverr. Yeah, and he's like, you you've played our games, you've played a lot of JRPGs, make it work, and like so it yeah. feels like. Like if an AI just like mashed the Final <laughs> Fantasy scripts together. And, well, there's also Xenoblade in there for sure. Because yeah. like the, the world map, when you go to this one place to go gather stuff to make your hammer to use on your farm, it's like go to this place, and then it enters in and it does like big panning shots. I'm like, I'm like, I just kind of sat there going, "Yes, game. I have also played Xenoblade." <laughs> what that's was what the that good one? Like. Uh that would be the game with an even worse title. <laughs> the deal field chronicle yeah, i'm gonna say this right now name. i'm gonna say this right now one of the worst parts of the game is the name it kind of makes sense in context but it's still not good deal field chronicle dio dio as in the band dio. okay oh yeah that's yes i mean that's like some classic like just like not like japanese titling nonsense oh 100 percent because like the whole point is like the country you're in is called Dio Field, and then there's like Westfield, Eastfield, whatever. And like calling an area just like Westfield, I'm like it's a bit okay. simple, but it works in an RPG, right? But having the whole place yeah. be called Dio Field, that's where it loses me. Yeah, but, but um, it's also a bit generic in some points. Like some of the stuff you're gonna be like, oh, yeah, I've seen this trope before. <laughs> but like what I really liked about it, besides the gameplay, is the um, the voice acting is actually very good. Which is hilarious because, like, the graphics are kind of eh, anyone because it's notable or just they're. I think Jennifer Hale was one of them. Okay, it's the usual. It's the usual suspects, but they're all like doing good British accents, hmm. so they might have to be British. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but like the yeah. accents are pretty good. The actual performances are good. The characters, even though they're pretty much the typical stock characters, because I mean it's unavoidable at this point. Yeah. You know, it's like there. There's some good performances to them like one character you think is just gonna be a pathetic wilting flower and she's not and i kind of love her now (laughs) it's like the layers to her still kind of archetypical performance are very good but uh the actual to, to explain the tactical rpg element it's like um combat's in real time and you guide units so they start attacking but you can in real time maneuver to do like flanking and you can also uh trigger special abilities to you know give them quick damage boosts and stuff like that plus if enemies have special abilities you can move your units to dodge them but it's not like there's a dodge button you have to like actually move them hmm. and moving them cool, may also cool. open them to being backstabbed which will make them take more damage etc and then hmm. of course there's different weapon types it's it's um like i said the demo's free and it's going to be on PC as well as um, next-gen consoles and the Switch. It's definitely graphically optimized for the Switch, so it's definitely not the it's not the prettiest game. That's but I fine. Think I, have, I have an old PC anyway, so... This, but I think the style is worth it. So if you can if you can find that on Steam, the demo on Steam, I recommend it. Check it out. I like, like I said, I'm, I'm all about tactics. Yeah. Tactics and taking turns. This uh, one's definitely not taking turns. Like I said, it's real time. No, but... I'm fine with real time too, but yeah, yeah. Mm. those are my two I main prefer, genres. Uh, turn-based RPGs, and they're just less and less common these days, which is one of the reasons I quite like Doctopath Traveler. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. and you probably, yeah, and you people probably like the Fire Emblem games. Yeah, just Fire Emblem or Tile. Yeah, I just don't have a Switch, so mm-hmm. I, I played all the Fire Emblems like on Game Boy and even the GameCube ones, um, but I haven't. And and then I played. I had a. 3DS, so I played uh, Awakening or whatever, but that's the last one. I don't know if you ever saw it, Kieran, but Jesse and I did a single episode Let's Play of Fire Emblem 4. Mm, no, I don't think I've played that one. I don't even remember which one it is. Well, that's a J- Japan-only one. Mm-hmm. They keep saying they might remake someday, and I hope they do, because I love that one. That's the huh. one that introduced uh, the fucking mechanic. The fucking have... mechanic. Well, because you have to ship characters. All right, where you put them side by side and they build bombs yeah. or whatever. Well, yeah. with that, spoilers for like, uh, how old is that game? Math, uh, almost thirty year old game. I'm gonna say twenty seven years. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, spoiler for a twenty seven year old game. It uh, a major point of the game is about halfway through, you go from the current generation to the next generation of characters. 
and who fucks who determines their stats. Right. Oh, I, I thought that was a newer thing because, like, they did that with Awakening, where like mm-hmm. whoever you pair up with, who there's like a time travel portion where you get their yeah. grown up children as party members, See, and like it's that, but there's no yeah. time travel portion. It just time skips because a lot of people die. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> like it's very uh, Game of Thrones. I love it. In a yeah. good way, you know. It's not like Game of Thrones where I'm going to be like, "Oh, I love it," and then all of a sudden I hated it. Yeah. <sighs> people, people love to ship their uh, fire emblem people. Oh my, yes, they encourage it. By the way, have you seen what the new fire emblem protagonist looks like? They look so stupid. Yeah, it, Chris, have you seen this? I'm like, no, what I'm are they doing? Right what are they doing? This is the worst character design they have ever done. By like. A magnitude, and and, and I, apparently the the artist who did it has done stuff like this before. So once once people point out, yeah, this is the artist. Here's some of their previous work. I'm like, well, at least I understand how we ended up like this. <laughs> is this <laughs> but like correct? Like with the uh, the two tone hair. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's dumb. I don't like it. Yeah, Chris. Chris. Uh, th- so the female version leaked back in July. Oh yeah, and oh, people the two refused to believe color it. Eyes as well, huh? Yeah. Uh, so the nickname for her is Toothpaste Chan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that checks. Yeah. And it gets mm. even better because um, um, one of the major things is, you know, it's Fire Emblem. The word emblem and crest in Japanese are pretty much the same. Makes sense. Like, like a major plot point in uh, Three Houses is people have genetic markers that are somehow detectable by magic called crests. And in the original Japanese game, they're supposed to be emblems. So there's legitimately a fire emblem in that game because somebody has the crest of flames. <laughs> but So it would have been the emblem of flames. But uh, yeah, so you can call her Crest Chan and it would make universal sense, both yep. as toothpaste and in Cute. the whole fire emblem thing. Are oh. the male and female versions, uh, like, do they... That this might be going too deep into it. Do they both exist in this world and you're picking one to play, or are they interchangeable like only one of them actually exists? Uh, typically in these games, it's the latter. You only only one of them exists. Well, then why yeah, did like they why did they bother flipping the hair colors and the eye colors? Why... To make them different designs. I mean, yeah, Chris, but... you should uh-huh. look up the You've played Smash before. Did you ever look at the male and female versions of Byleth? No. Yeah, they they didn't bother giving the male version of Byleth weird chainmail fishnet stockings. Female but version has that. Yeah, they should. Yeah, they I should. would like to see that. Yeah, you would. Huh. That's not <laughs> the thing that bothers me most about Byleth's design. It's that the female eyes look too ridiculous. But that's just me. Who's this? I, like I don't that know game. who this is. Uh, Byleth, oh, the protagonist from uh, Three Houses. How do I spell that? B Y L E T H. Byleth Fire Emblem. Let's see. Let's see. Images. Images. Blah, blah, blah. Too many swordsmen in Smash. Blah, blah, blah. Go cry some more when you get beaten by Marth losers. Okay, okay. I see. I see. Oh, yeah. No, she's. Yeah, that dude should totally wear those uh, stockings. Right? That'd be pretty cool. (laughs) He'd be a fashion icon. I would love it. Uh, hmm. nah. Well, I don't know. I mean, I have a topic, but it'd be kind of long, so I don't mind. Uh, are you Go sure? For it. Go. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, aren't Do we it, almost at the? Aren't we almost at the end right now? Well, I was Here planning it. on making. We this determine a- the end. I was planning on making this episode long enough to get you through uh, the queue to go see the Queen lying in state. So we've only got twenty three hours to go. Uh, okay. So, is it really that long? Yes. Queue? It's like Jesus. five miles long. And if you look at the feed of... Okay, it's a closed casket. So, you're walking for about 15 seconds past a box. That's it. And people are waiting wow. 24 hours in line uh, to box. just walk by a box. I love all the stories of people who've gotten arrested for being like, He's not my king. And then the the police are like, you going to Scotland Yard. 
What a silly country. <laughs> yeah. What a because ridiculous of place. Because, hey, remember, the monarchy doesn't have any power unless, you know, you badmouth them. Yeah. Yeah, then you go to jail. Prince Andrew, by rightfully pointing out that Prince Andrew is a pedophile who's getting away yeah. with so much If bullshit. you're like, her son was a nonce, they're like, you're going to jail, young <laughs> lad. It's ridiculous. Anyway. What a fake country speaking so in within the same fake country i was listening to a a podcast about the first biography in the english language okay um which was written by a lady called marjorie kemp in the late 14th early 15th century Mm um uh typically you'd think this would be like some like fantastical story especially since it was written by a woman um, in the time period to think it, but no, she's just, she's relatively average sort of, um, which is, which makes it useful as like a historical document because it's like kind of like a middle-class lady's life. Um, but also it's a story of honestly the most annoying woman imaginable. Um, she maybe has a mental break when she has her first child, but she eventually has a vision of Jesus. So she's writing about her life story. So she has a vision of Jesus and she describes how handsome he is and that he looks rich and that he tells her he loves her and that she's going to be his special number one. And that's like mm-hmm. the opening section. Um, so uh, she decides she's going to dedicate her life to Christ and how she does that. Cause women can't be like preachers. You can be a nun, right? But nuns don't give sermons or whatever. Um, she's reported and she talks about herself roaming around town and she starts wailing and crying to get people to look at her. And then she, she'll like lecture them about how they're not, uh, living it like properly, or she'll go to like an actual sermon where a priest is speaking and she'll like collapse on the ground and scream and people will be like, Hey, are you okay? And she'll be like, you're all not living in Christ. And she's describing that she does this to people. (laughs) And then but she doesn't understand she's like and then no one wants to talk to me or be my friend and when i travel with people they abandon me in the middle of the night or they tell me i can't eat with them uh it's very funny (laughs) um what else she um but yeah so she's explains that she's constantly crying and screaming and then lecturing people about how to be more christ-like um but she eventually goes to her husband and says like listen jesus her husband's gotten a bit older and so she's like jesus says i have to be a virgin again um and save myself for him uh and her husband's like what no (laughs) i i I don't like that and she's like listen i'm sorry jesus just says i i gotta be a virgin again he says i'm a special lady i'm better than mary magdalene in his eyes he loves me so much he's so handsome he's such a beautiful boy uh, and her husband eventually can like concedes, like sure, okay. Uh, but then she immediately tr- goes to try and have sex with another guy, who turns her down twice. Um, and she describes all of this, and this causes a psychotic break in her being turned down twice. That she describes as a process wherein she, for twelve days, hallucinates, which she says all shapes and sorts and professions of men coming before her and showing her their penises so she says for 12 days she hallucinates like a priest a doctor a lawyer a beggar they all are in a line and they each get out their penis and show it to her and satan is there she says are you are you saying everybody doesn't hallucinate about penises all day (laughs) for 12 days no okay just asking for a friend yeah but she says Satan is there, and he's saying, like, with each penis, he's like, you like that one? It's a little bigger than the last one. And she's like, this is in, like, Middle English, and she writes, like, and forsooth, I could not tell a lie. Some were more pleasing to the eye than others. Um, That's a lie. So, no, yeah, she, looks good. <laughs> she's, she's so down bad. For 12 days, she thinks about nothing but dicks. Um, and Satan asking her if she'd like them. Um, what about Satan's and, dick? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess he doesn't show her. Uh, but then she commits to being a virgin again, sort of, I guess. But she also like starts like, like 
every kind of business imaginable. Like she tries to be a brewer, like a butter maker, like a sewer, and she fails and everything. Um, it's very funny. Just uh, towards she goes on like traveling to Rome, but gets abandoned by all other pilgrims because they find her too annoying. <laughs> um, she uh, it's it's fun. She near the end of her life, she she decides that she has to be at, with. Anyone who's dying in her city, she wants to be with them, but no one wants her around. <laughs> um, priests oh. start to priests when they're giving their sermons, like make fun of her, and she hears about it from other people, and so she hallucinates Jesus telling her she Jesus is like like when I suffered on the cross, you have to suffer other people's <laughs> mockery. Um, totally the same. Thing. And yeah, he she basically like justifies it, like she's like Jesus. It's good stuff. <laughs> She's fun. She's that in sounds... fun. Marjorie Kemp. That sounds like a real special lady. I think she seems very modern. Like, if she was around today, she'd have a TikTok. Oh, yeah. And she'd be, like, and a Twitch stream or something. Yeah. She would probably yeah. be more famous than any of us are. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Anyways. Hey, you say that. I am five degrees from Kevin Bacon. Cool. I'm sure we're probably less because of Jesse. Yeah. Well, no, I'm specifically <laughs> talking about on-screen roles. Okay. I don't know how many on-screen roles Jesse has had. Oh, no, I just mean, like, Jesse probably knows an actor who knows Kevin Bacon directly. Yeah. Well, yeah oh, wait, no, that's probably have, true. You have to have appeared in the movie. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. I'm counting YouTube shorts to make this work, but... Uh... It wasn't a YouTube shirt with a guy who was in a YouTube longer form thing with Will Wheaton, and that leads you to Kevin Bacon. Huh. Cool. cool because cool. everything's connected to Kiefer Sutherland. Right. Kiefer is the key. <laughs> what a funny name. I just want that on a okay. shirt. Kiefer is the key. No context. <laughs> I do know... People will think it's like a drug the, or sex uh, thing. Jesse yeah. was on screen well yeah he's played extras in a few things hasn't he yeah uh... and also he's really bad at pretending to smoke i I can't remember what that's from but i watched footage of him it was from a project he was working on i think yeah i probably shouldn't say anymore i yeah i do know uh jesse was on screen in a costume in a movie with uh wesley snipes and Wesley Snipes' okay. bacon number is two, so Jesse's would be at least three. If oh, there if you not go. Better. Yeah. Yes, that would actually improve my bacon number. Wow. Yeah. Well, nice bacon numbers. All right. Well, that Before only counts we... if you have been. In... Well, let's count extra life. You've worked with Jesse on camera. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. So wait. Before we wrap this up, and we were also Chris. in podcast episodes. Mm-hmm. Chris, where mm-hmm. did the, the there's a you said there's a truck crash with dildos and lube. Where did this take place? Uh, somewhere like, in Oklahoma. Uh, okay, I'm gonna do yes. like okay. a terrible. You're correct. I'm gonna do like a terrible like late night stand up set. Oh just boy! Just on this. All right, you guys ready? I can't wait. <laughs> can't wait to I don't know which host I am. I probably like the style of jokes I'm doing here are probably they're like too raunchy for Jay Leno. But they're like dumb. I mean, like Jay stuff. Leno did Monica Lewinsky blowjob jo- jokes for twenty years. Did he? Wow. Yeah. Twenty Monica years. Monica Lewinsky's nice. hilarious. On Making Twitter, it last. Yeah, she's pretty funny. Anyways, so I don't, I, can't, I don't have an impression, but I'm just gonna like go do for like it. Big. All right. So, guys, hear about that uh, truck crash in Oklahoma? Spilled dildos and lube everywhere. Um, sounds like someone's going to be late for their Tinder date. Uh, well, at least, uh, due to the lube, this is one traffic without the jam. So remember kids, road awareness is a dill do, not a dill don't. That was about 80% Colbert, 20%. Wait, I'm not done. I'm not done. Uh, so, you know, like, do you know how fucked up everything is these days? Apparently, this is how they're going to salt the roads this winter. Um, <laughs> I like that one. I like this that one, one a lot. This one's, this one's the word. Uh, if, if, if that truck was heading to Ottawa, 
brings a whole new meaning to truck fudo. Do you guys see that when people yep. would say that instead yep. of <laughs> wait, last one, uh, last one. Okay. This is how James Bond's secret agent car would. This is what James Bond's secret agent car would drop to lose his pursuers if he was an OnlyFans model. That was not bad. Yeah, <laughs> I I still say the Salt the Road one is my favorite. That one was great. <laughs> my my la- my level of actual laughter did not portray how funny I thought that was. No, it's okay. I don't think any of them were particularly funny. I think that one was hilarious, and I might end up stealing it. <laughs> nice, nice. Chris uh, seems mad at me. <laughs> no, I, but I was gonna say, uh, you you did I'm drift just... more towards um, Jimmy Fallon near the end there. So I'd so say your combination of Jay, Jimmy, and Colbert. I would say you were like seventy percent Colbert. Okay, well, but like, if, like if he were, you know, if late he... show Colbert, not. Colbert report Colbert. If he uh, so the, the worst version. If he of the two, yes, laughed at himself six times more, he would be more Fallon. Yeah. yeah. Or if he did, well, a, or if he did a weird, weird mumbling thing, he also does. Yeah. Yeah. So those, those sometimes are he'll, my, like, he'll those just kind of mumble over the applause. Or if he took any opportunity, no matter how much of a stretch it is. Uh, to break into song, he could be Corden. Oh yep. boy, no, <laughs> anything but that. Yeah, <laughs> anything but Corden. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna be cordoned off. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Well, I'm glad I could. Uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I think Chris is gonna kill me. <laughs> you were the one that said you were gonna kill me, so. Yeah, it's true. Fair. I still will. Yeah. You'll see. Are we sure that shipment wasn't from Newfoundland? <laughs> On Dildo its way to Newfoundland. No, no, it, it it's their major export. Ah, yes. Nice. Anyway, All right. <laughs> that'll do. <laughs> uh, so, uh, what do we That's do at so the dumb. end, Kieran? Uh, outro. Three, two, one. Stick, trash bag, shatterproof glass, tailpipe tread like grease and chrome. Front bumper, universal bearing, aerial brake shoe, shock absorber. <laughs> I thought you were gonna give me grief on that, but you just you were thinking of it, and then you're just like, okay. yeah, I kind of was like, I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my my trick for um whatever I need to add more salt to a meal is just to fuck it. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Sorry about the chili, Chris. Eh, it was still good. <laughs>